This podcast is a member of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts and content creators, visit bio.link slash red5. For an entire generation, people have experienced Star Wars, the only way it's been possible, on the TV screen. But if you've only seen it this way, you haven't seen it at all. This is where the fun begins. Chewing. We're home. Hello there. We would be honored if you would join us. Welcome to the Blue Milk Cafe. Grab an empty stool at the counter, order a cup of Jawa juice and a nice slice of Yogan fruit pie, and get ready because we're about to talk all things Star Wars. Good morning, my suspect, and welcome back into the cafe. This is episode 127. I am your host, Jeff, and on this weekend's episode, it's another flashback episode. We're flashing back to episode 14 and my conversation with Mike from Wookie Radio. Wookie Radio is a podcast that I started listening to a long time ago. I've been on Mike's podcast a couple times, and he's been on mine, so... Hopefully, I could have him back on my podcast again someday if I ever get my computer working. And right now, that doesn't look like it's going to be anytime soon. I know my goal was to get it working by March, and here we are, April 1st, and it's not working. And no, it's not an April Fool's joke. It is not working. So I did not reach my goal. So, you know, I never really reached my goals. So. Just add that one up to another one that I didn't get to. But anyway, hopefully I get that working sometime and I could have guests back in the cafe. But as of as of right now, we're going to have to deal with flashback episodes and me just sitting here talking about Star Wars. And before we get to the flashback, before we jump in the DeLorean, I am going to talk about this week's episodes of The Bad Batch and Mandalorian. Now, as you know, I really don't sit here and do recaps like other shows where they actually go through the entire show and break it down scene by scene or bit by bit. I don't do that because I am not good at it. And I really, I I remember stuff, but I don't remember like the precise details of everything. So I really just sit here and give my feelings, thoughts, opinions, reactions to the episode. Let's start with The Bad Batch. Now, I did not see it coming. Now, spoilers right up the front, right up right off the bat. I I I fail to mention spoilers every time I start talking and I feel bad, but spoilers, if you haven't seen it, don't listen any further. 
go watch it, come back. But if you're listening to this podcast, chances are you've seen it already. You saw it at 3 a.m. on Wednesday morning, something I can't do. I like to watch these episodes with my wife, so I usually wait till Wednesday evening after I get off work, or I wait till the weekend. But anyway, most of you have seen it, so, but this is still your spoiler warning. I did not see Tex death coming. Now, I always like to say in Star Wars, if I don't see the death, I don't believe the death. <laughs> So we saw Tech fall. We saw that annoying doctor, I forget his name, Hemlock, is it? We've seen we saw that annoying Hemlock give the goggles to Hunter, but they're just goggles. It's not proof. So did Hemlock find him injured on the edge of death and he has him in his facilities, torturing him like he's doing crosshair? Or is he actually dead? I'm not going to believe it until we get firm confirmation. And unfortunately, we won't get that until season three. And yeah, I was kind of, I'm like, oh, that's no way to end a season. But then again, yeah, it is. So um, we have from now until season three comes out to speculate. I know I've seen stuff on Twitter, Facebook, Hive, any other social media that's out there that he is dead. A lot of people, you know, he's dead. But like I said, I'm not going to believe it till I see it or have confirmation because of right now. Yeah. Who can survive that fall? Uh, nobody, you know, but also, now this is a far, far-fetched theory, and some of you might laugh or giggle at this theory of mine, but then again, I have lots of fans that think my theories are funny, unbelievable, or way out, of, way, way, way out there. But my theory is, <clears throat> we did see Saul Guerrero and his band of little rebels in the facility as well. Who's to say? Yes, they showed them flying off in the shuttle, but they never showed, I don't think they showed them leaving the atmosphere. Who's to say they weren't flying down there below that cloud cover, saw Tech falling, grabbed him. His goggles hit the forest floor. That's the only thing Hemlock found. And used it as a motivation tool against Hunter. So there are some two weird theories of mine that he's not really dead. Hemlock has him in his facility or Saul and his band of rebels were still in atmosphere and saved him somehow. But like I said, I know they're dumb theories, but they're my theories because like, I'm going to say it again. I'm not going to believe it till I have proof or a body, you know? Because it seems like in Star Wars, if you don't see it, he's not really dead. Let's go back to episode one, The Phantom Menace. Darth Maul <laughs> cut in half and falling down what looks like an endless pit. We didn't see it. We didn't see him hit. He ain't dead. 
Oh my God, he's not dead. Because even after he was cut in half, he was still alive. So, um, yeah. So in Star Wars, unless you see it, you can't confirm that that character's dead yet. So, but I really enjoyed the episode. Um, yes, I did tear up when Tech fell. And I, I was slack-jawed sitting here for about five minutes. But then after the episode, I'm just talking to my wife and I'm like, he ain't dead. We, we didn't see it. He ain't dead. And I just kept refusing to believe it. So that's, like I said, my weird, dumb theory about tech. But as of right now, we are all mourning tech. And as, as of now, all we know is that he did die. But hopefully the opening, the premiere episode of season three, we will see that he's not dead. That's my hope, but we'll have to wait and see. Now on to The Mandalorian. Oh my goodness, was this a big episode. Um, Big as in a lot of stuff happened. The Pirate. We got to see the return of Space Swamp Thing. And I'm sorry, but I know a lot of people have a problem with that alien's design. I have no problem whatsoever. People complain that there wasn't enough aliens in the new Star Wars. Well, that's not true. We got the Swamp Thing pirate, and that is a different alien. We've never seen this alien before, the species before. I know a lot of people complained about that, too, in this new, quote, Disney Star Wars, that we don't see enough familiar aliens. Well, what's wrong with new aliens? It, it's a big universe. Everybody keeps saying it's a big universe. There are different species out there that we haven't even met yet, and this Swamp Thing pirate is one of them. So I really enjoyed it. I mean... He makes me smile every time I see him on the screen. So, and that's another one. Um, we saw his ship get blown up and went down and crashed, but we didn't see his body. Is he really dead? We don't know. We don't know. So, but we saw the return of him. We saw the return of Navarro. I love that planet. Um, Grief Karga. I love him. Um, the Mandos kicking butt. I love that whole, the whole coming to rescue Navarro thing. We saw our old friend. Now, I can't remember his name. I never can remember this guy's name, but the rebel pilot that we've seen in season one and season two that's had run-ins with the Mando. We've, we saw him. I like his character as well. We saw what looks to be like a tropical beach hangar uh base for the for the new republic which looked really cool and there was a there was a hangar bar where all the pilots hung out or as they called it on blast points podcast the top gun bar so it and inside that bar we it, they did not make a big deal out of it they didn't say his name. They didn't call it out. But after he saw the hologram of Grief Karga requesting the New Republic's help, 
Zeb Aurelios comes over and sits down at the bar. My jaw dropped. I'm just sitting there listening. I don't even think I heard what he was saying. I was just, I'm like, after the scene, I had my wife pause. And I, I was like, that was Zeb, right? And she just goes, I think so. And I'm like, that sounded like Steve Bloom. I said, that was Zeb. And she was like, I guess so. So they've we've seen a live action Zeb. So this is, I think, building up to the Ahsoka series. And I wouldn't be surprised. I would not be a bit surprised in episode eight. The last episode of season three of Mando. We see Ezra, Sabine, Ahsoka, and hopefully Hera. I would like to see Hera as well, but we don't know. But, of course, Ezra will not be with them, but we'll see it, maybe a glimpse of him and wherever he's at. there on the outer reaches of the unknown regions or whatever it's called. But... I was just so excited. I went back and watched that scene three or four more times after we finished the episode. And I was just marveling in the wonder of Steve Bloom and Zeb. Love some Zeb. Love that cameo. Cannot wait to see where that's going to take us. And then the part that really got me, that really actually made me tear up, was after the Mandos defeated the Pirates on Navarro. We have the armorer asking for Bo-Katan to come down into the old um, the old sewer system, the old culv- culvert, to talk. And she's staying there next to her old forge. And one of the first things she says to her is, remove your helmet. And my heart dropped. I was like, oh my God, is she going back on her word and kicking her out. She's no longer part of the clan. She's no longer part of the family. She's done. And you can see Bo-Katan, like she, it took her aback. She hesitated. And she goes, do you respect my station? And she nodded and said, yes. And So she slowly removes her helmet and you can see the look of one fear, sadness, disappointment on Bo's face. Because we didn't know it was coming. And then she started telling her how, Bo, you, wa- you walk in both worlds. You walk both ways. You are the one to bring the Mandos together and reunite us all. And I had goosebumps um, because I've said it before. Bo-Katan is my favorite Mandalorian ever since the animated series. And we met her. I thought she was the bad, badass Mandalorian ever. So this just made my day. Um, and then... At first, I really, really thought the armor was going to take her helmet off too, and they were going to uh, 
greet on at least something. But no, she kept hers on because we still have to see, you know, Bo walks this path. She also walks that path. Hence, she walks in both worlds. So she is allowed to have her helmet off, still be a part of them because now the armor wants Bo to go out, find other Mandos in exile, and bring them all back and all reunite as one. Living together, half with their helmets off, half with their helmets on, I think that's going to be freaking awesome. I can't wait to see that come to fruition. Hopefully it does before the end of the season. And like I said, that part, I know it's not like an action scene or anything. It's just dialogue, but it just made my, it just, it just made the episode that much better. Just to hear that, yes, it, this is all heading towards Bo-Katan actually being the Mandalorian. So I can't wait to see where it actually goes from here. But I see now by my counter here on my recorder, I am running very long here for this intro to this flashback episode. So let me say I really enjoyed that episode of The Mandalorian, and I can't wait to see the rest of the season. I can't wait for season three of The Bad Batch. It's going to be driving me crazy until we get that because of tech, but I'll just have to wait and see. But for right now, let's head on over to the DeLorean, jump in the DeLorean, go back to episode 14, I believe, and visit with Mike from Wookiee Radio. I hope you all enjoy it, and may the Force be with you. This is where the fun begins. We'd be honored if you would join us. Hello, and welcome to the Blue Milk Cafe. Grab an empty stool at the counter and place your order because we're about to talk all things Star Wars and Geek. Welcome back to the Blue Mill Cafe. Tonight, I have another special guest in the cafe. I have Mike from Wookie Radio joining me tonight. How you doing, Mike? Good. Very good. Awesome. So, as I do with all my guests when I ask them to come on, I really like to get to know the guests and find out how they got into Star Wars. How did you first get into Star Wars? I think with conversations that you and I have had in the past off air, yeah, uh, we're about the same age. Yeah. And I remember I did not go to a theater to see Star Wars for the first time. For the first two times, I went to a drive-in movie theater in 77, yeah. and it was a double feature, Star Wars followed by Star Wars. Wow. So I saw it twice in one night. And, uh, yeah, hooked ever since. Yeah. And I'm, I'm assuming it was the the shot everyone talks about that, that hooked you. Was it 
very beginning. The Star Destroyer? Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and if that shot didn't hook me, it was when Darth Vader came through the door. Oh, yeah. Or the Tantive. Yeah. But no, it's that very first shot. Oh, okay, yeah, here's the letters on the screen. Okay, big deal. I'm six. Right. I, I'm barely able to read it. I could have cared less about reading it at the time. Oh, right, yeah. wow, big ship. Of course, seeing it at a drive-in movie theater, you know, that screen, that was the equivalent of like an IMAX screen. Yeah. Today, and you're seeing it in your car. Right. Not, yeah, not, not the, not the, not a normal theater screen that you see when you're sitting in the theater. So, I mean, I saw it huge. So that Star Destroyer, huge on screen, <laughs> probably almost life size, or 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 at least half scale to what the real one would be. Yeah, that was that was impressive. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I never. Yeah, until you said it, I never thought of that. Yeah, I guess it would be the size of the driving screen nowadays would be almost equivalent to an iMac. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, they're 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 huge, and and people are gonna go, oh, you had crappy audio. Well, yeah. mo- most movies, it was left and right. You had you didn't have subs. Everything yeah. was it was a full range speaker is what you got. Yeah, and everything came even at you the, from the front, even in the theater. I mean, back then in 77, 78, come on. Even in the theater, the sounds weren't. Yeah, well, and with the car, yeah, you ha- you have the, the the car speaker, but, I mean, we had that plus the radio. Right. I mean, even in 77, they were still broadcasting through the radio sound. Yeah. So, so my parents had the, the front window speakers, but they put it through the car stereo for my brother and I, who were in in the back because we were in a station wagon so so they were able to send it to us in the back so between that I felt like I had surround listening to their feed and our feed and then the feed through the car stereo it was almost it was almost surround sound without realizing yeah 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 it's just funny that has some people react when I first time when I first saw Star Wars they were you know, oh, it must have been such a great experience for you. Yeah, it was, but yeah, I oh, just to see it nowadays in the theater because yeah, I haven't seen the original trilogy in the theater since I was when I first saw. Them. I didn't wasn't fortunate enough to go see the special editions back when they came out. You know, life was happening for me, oh, so. Yeah. I just never got around to seeing them, so I didn't experience all the HD and all the pristine sounds. You know, back then I remember the sound of the film, and you know, you had pops and oh, yeah. jumps, scrapes on the film. But even then, I was like, that—that's how I I liked my film back then. Yeah. So oh yeah. As a projectionist, part-time job I have. I was so sad when they took film away from us. Um, Really, it's just turning on a machine now, downloading the the 
thing they send you now, putting it in the projector, just downloading it on the projector and hitting the button. Yeah. It just isn't the same. Yeah. I mean, so. you, you had to load up three reels yeah. on platters and time, yeah, you had to, time the... Uh, time to change with the with the burn marks and yeah i mean it, it's just something that i really miss and i never thought i would actually miss the sound of the film going through the projector but i do oh yeah yeah that's well, that's one what, thing that's why we're ancient ones what's that that's why we're ancient ones yeah yeah but hey teacher um but Maybe one of these days I'll, I'll uh, stay after work sometime and take in my Star Wars movies and run them off for myself on the big screen. <laughs> so Call me up. I'll join you. There you go. Have a whole big old-fashioned theater to ourselves. Turn it into a podcast a bit. Yeah. Get other Star Wars podcasters and we just sit there. Yeah. Yep. Because I do have the original... I, I do have when Lucasfilm released the original trilogy uncut with the original 2.0 sound. Oh, man. So I can bring that and we can watch it uncut. Oh, that would be something. <laughs> that would be something I would want to put up on the marquee, too. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. Unfortunately, I don't have that kind of pull at the theater. <laughs> but, but, yeah. Anyway, who would be your favorite all-time character from Star Wars, even though I probably already know the answer? Um, it's kind of a tie between Chewbacca and R2. Okay, yeah. I, I would have probably guessed Chewbacca. Yeah. I mean, anybody out there, come on. Wookiee Radio? Yeah, come on, people. <laughs> Oh, that, it was interesting how we came up with the name for Wookiee Radio. Oh. Um, Ken, Derek, and I, we said, and originally we had Brett, and okay. uh, who used to be a host on Weeby Geeks. We said, you know, we, we, sh no, here's all this stuff. We need to do a movie. Okay. Or, not a movie. We need to do a podcast. Yeah, we've already missed a couple films. I mean, it's the height. We, we just need to do it. And um, so we're on text messages trying to come up with names. And we thought, you know, the Outer Rim Chronicles, I think, for one, or some other stuff. Um, it's like, yeah, I mean, we're coming up with some great stuff, but there, there was nothing really popping. Okay. And I joked and I said, well, Wookiee Radio. And everyone's like, check it. <laughs> we checked not on iTunes not on Facebook not on the search engines and then later I found there was a there was a Wookiee radio but it was it wasn't spelt the same way out okay. of Peru and they had long folded um, and then now I've done a more recent search and there's a there a music show talking about bands on YouTube and they call themselves Wookie Radio but they spell Wookie with one E and I'm like okay. I need to copyright some stuff <laughs> but I'm yeah. not but I can't 
I can't trademark the show name because you know, Lucasfilm has the well we'll go. Yeah, we got Wookie, so you can't have it. Yep. Which is fine. Yeah. Actually I'm kinda of surprised that no one really had that name. I'm all blame me, so were we. I was like, done, we're taking it. Next yeah, when when Trissa and I were trying to come up with a name for the Canto cast. We we both won we both knew we wanted to go with something with you know, themed towards a new trilogy. Right. Just because we we're a newer podcast and we just I I told him, I said, What about this? And he was like, No, I think there's already one name that and I'm like, Are you kidding me? And he was like, No, not <laughs> and it was just so hard that I just thought oh, of yeah. I was asking him, I'm like, and this was when the news, like all those set photos from The Last Jedi just dumped on us. And I was like, well, what's that name of that, that casino? The the place there on Canto Bike. And he was like, he was like, yeah, he goes, he goes, we, we can do something along those lines. And that's when we just decided on the Canto cast. So. Well, I, yeah. I, re- I remember y'all's original logo. And then when someone did the poker chip, I'm like, oh, that's perfect for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, that. Yeah. For, yeah. I think we do have that guy on one of our episode early episodes. He came on and. Yeah, that, we, that was per. I mean, that's the perfect logo for, for you guys. I haven't. I, I've seen a couple other podcasts use the word Canto or Canto Bite. Right. And, and, and they don't. And they, they just go with the generic Star Wars look. They don't really tie in that whole casino vibe yeah. like you guys did. And I think the poker chip works beautifully for you guys. Yeah, that just came out of nowhere. All of a sudden, Tristan just, like, DM'd me the image on Twitter. And he goes, he goes dude, he goes, someone just DM'd me this. And he goes, what do you think? And I was, you know, DM'd him right back and I said, new logo. That's what I think. <laughs> so, I was like, I was like, put that up on Twitter right now. <laughs> well, thankfully for, thankfully for us, Wookie Radio, our logo has been the only logo. Yeah. And uh, one, once we came up with the name, I was like, okay, I kind of know what I want to do with it. Yeah. You know, and it works. Yeah. Yeah. I was just actually for this podcast, I just happened to have um, listener. And podcaster himself from Conversations, Charles, he just offered to give me a logo and a album art and stuff for Very cool. the Blue Mill Cafe. And I was like, sure, you know, do Very it. Cool. Very cool. And, you know, See, that, couldn't be happier with it. That's the positive side of the Star Wars community. Yeah, the, I mean, the side that a lot of people don't see. I mean, I could tell stories of some negative sides, but I don't yeah. want. I don't want to. Yeah. I, I just don't because yeah. that's that's a whole road that's not worth going down. Yeah. I've, and giving I've it, and, too. and giving people publicity that I don't think deserve it. So. Exactly. As that exactly, I think when I had the rural farm boy in here, we briefly talked about 
uh, how we both got in the podcast, and I think we both listened to the our first Star Wars podcast was the same podcast. And oh, wow. just let's say we don't listen to that podcast anymore. Uh, I I will safely say, um, and I do listen to them now again. Mm-hmm. Um, not not often, but I do listen to them on occasion. Uh, the first Star Wars podcast I listened to was the Force Cast. Okay. With, uh, but it was when Jimmy and Jason, right, were there. Um, but when when they came back after Jimmy and Jason left and they restarted, I gave them a shot and it was very hard. Mm-hmm. Um, I I just didn't like the chemistry and I didn't like the. Uh, the, the cockiness of the the one host. I'm not going to mention names. Right. Um, and then there was a a stage after that where they had some new hosts because those slowly phased out and they brought new people in. And I didn't listen um, until I found out uh, Podcast 66 ended up taking over the ranks of the Force cast. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, yeah, I, I, I used to listen to Podcast 66 quite a bit. Um, so, yeah, I, I feel comfortable listening to Forcecast again. I have no problems yeah. with that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I saw, I see that Forcecast is back with new hosts, and yeah. I listen to them. They were on my playlist, and yes. And, yeah, I... I, I know who you're talking about when you say the cockiness of the one host, and we won't yeah. name names, but yeah. people have 50 50 shot. <laughs> true. <laughs> Pick who it is. Very true. I didn't think about that. Yeah, but yeah. But yeah, like I said, Anthony, the rural farm boy, and I had a oh. discussion about that very brief, and I was just like, let's move on to something else. <laughs> <laughs> because I was like, I don't want to, you know, give any you know like you said publicity to right people we don't feel need need anymore well and it's better to stay uh stay positive too yeah and yeah. like anthony said he goes he get, he, he'll listen to them every now and then just to see what they're up to and then he goes then he goes i'll go back to my normal podcast and he goes i'll i'll leave them over there a little corner let them do their thing and i'll be over here in my corner doing my thing yep so. Well, it, it's like last year when all the crap went down. You know, we had Star Wars Gate, if you want to call it that. Yeah. I'm like, I'm staying out of all of this. I'm keeping our show out of all of this. It's, I don't need yeah. it. I mean, yeah, we we brought up the topic every now and then, but I mean, we we tried not to give it. Uh, any more time I mean we didn't spend a lot of time on it yeah right. it was I think we we did like a quick jab and go and moved on yeah it's just not worth it so it's not worth it and, and I know a few times we did we called it stupid so yeah <laughs> which yeah. is it, yeah. it just is yeah like I've said before if I mean yes i I follow some people and some podcasts that don't share my opinion, but I still listen to those people and talk to those people because 
we could have rational discussions about our disagreements without insulting each other or fighting with each other. So right. Right. It's it's just the toxic part of fandom that we all like to you know stay clear of. So right. Just let them stay on their side, and we'll stay over here on our side, and everybody could coexist. But sometimes they just don't like to let people do that. Yep. Um, your favorite movie so far out of all of them? Out of all of them. Still Empire. Still Empire? Yeah, yeah. But Rogue One now comes a close second. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if, I... If, if, if you want to break it up, favorite movie pre-Disney, post-Disney. Pre-Disney okay. is Empire, post-Disney it's... Yeah, and then from the films, from the Disney era, Disney Lucasfilm era, I, I, it's Rogue One. Yeah. With, without a doubt, yeah. it's Rogue One. Oh yeah. I that's what we wanted as a video game. That's what we we recreated on our with our own imagination on the playgrounds. How did they potentially get the plans for the Death Star to lead up to Leia having them at the start of Star Wars? Right. I mean, I don't know about you, but me and my friends, we did that mission off and on so many different ways on the playground. Yeah. It's like, how did they do this? Well, let's let's try this route. Let's try that. And and then finally to see a official story is like, yep, we were not even close, but I love it. Right. I love it. I love the shore troopers. I love the, I love the death troopers, but I hate the name because to me the death troopers are the zombie troopers. <laughs> yeah. Um, I hated the fact that you couldn't understand what they were saying. Oh, that they were talking in code. <laughs> okay. Right. Um, right. I. The, the tank drivers were okay look wise right um, I was a little disappointed but I, I come to find out that you know the tank driver is also your driver of the at act the the cargo at at um, which we see in, in Rogue One and they didn't since they were a non artillery or cavalry version that's why they didn't have a normal ADAT pilot but an ADAT pilot could drive that one as well right just because of what it was so uh, it, that was one of those it's a utility vehicle that just happens to have a couple guns on it yeah so I was okay with that to some extent but um, yeah I, I just wasn't as impressed with the tank driver look Right, yeah. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on the Death Troopers. I, I really like like their look. Yeah, it wasn't 
too crazy about their name, but what are you going to do? It's just a name. Yeah. Well, I, I got, to, oh, I was at, I work at Epcot at Walt Disney World, and I knew about them turning the ball, Spaceship Earth, the ball, as it's mm-hmm. nicknamed, into the Death Star for the Rogue One promotion. I knew for eight weeks that was happening. And I, it was one of the best secrets I ever kept. <laughs> wow. Um, and for that, they brought out like six death troopers for that. And I'm like, oh, wow. They are taller than normal stormtroopers. And, and seeing them, you know, since we did the event at night, just seeing just the normal atmosphere light there at the front of the park, like, uh, yeah, these guys are pretty menacing. It's okay. These guys are a little intimidating. I kind of like this. <laughs> it, it's just seeing them there and then seeing them in the movie. It's like okay, I think they, I, I, I think they fell a little flat, but I still enjoyed them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at least uh, was it? It was Rebels that they. Yeah. Would, Rebels, they changed change it where you could understand them. They weren't yeah. talking their yeah. code. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. That was nice. Yeah. So, for, for you, what are your favorite? Since, since I've kind of changed up on you, I, I think this may be the new change for your questions with others what, you what, what's your favorite pre pre-merger post-merger um pre-merger would empire empire still um and post hmm, it's actually kind of a toss-up between the last jedi and rogue one okay but I really dig Solo. Solo was a fun movie. Solo was very fun. And, uh, I just... I'm so glad they didn't go the Ace Ventura route that the original directors wanted to do. Oh, I, I know. It was... It was... To me, it was perfect how Ron Howard did it. You yeah. had the humor there that I really enjoyed. The, the moments with Han and Chewie when they first met were just amazing to me I, I love the little scene in the shower see I, I don't remember the original story of how they met I just know Han rescued Chewie thus creating the life debt but I don't I don't remember what the original tale was on how they met I know it was supposedly Han rescued him from a mine or something yeah rescued him from slavery yeah, but I, if you think that, I, I like the, this yeah. too. Yeah, he so, was so it changed up some. To, cool. Yeah, he was forced to be their quote beast and torture, eat prisoners. Yep. So, and just yeah, just the moment there where they're on Beckett's stolen ship there, and there Hans taking a shower, and you see the two feet walking behind him. Yeah. When he just turns around, looks right into his chest, and he's like, "Couldn't we maybe have done this one at a time?" <laughs> yes. But yeah. I was like, right there, right there's when you knew they were like, 
bonded. Oh yeah. But yeah, that's that's why I really would like. I I don't think it's going to be in the movie form, but I really would like to see Disney Plus. Maybe just like give us, you know, some like maybe a mini series of Solo Two with Kira and Maul. Give us I, more Hun and Chewie working for Jabba. I I almost want to see that uh, with Kira and Maul. I almost want to see that as a like a mobster move, mobster series. And be about the crime syndicate in the. Uh, Ooh, that would be good. The interactions of a crime syndicate. Yeah. With the different crime syndicates. Yeah. Yeah, almost because Maul has his fans. Make make yep. him win the anti-hero. There you go. Yep. And then I and mean, they, people love them. Their their mob movies and mob shows. So. Yeah, you know, and all that can be interacted. It's almost like a the Untouchables TV series. Yeah. So you yep. bring in a maybe as a Jedi police force tracking all those crime syndicate stuff down as it's potentially leading to the to the you know a couple of them being the offshoot for the Trade Federation. Right. Who knows? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I never thought. <laughs> like that ooh I'm just like thinking of all the possibilities right now see if you now I know you listen to to Wookie Radio Uh, I don't Mm -hmm. know if you listen to Mighty Marvel Geeks a Marvel show but Mm -hmm. you know I have epiphanies my other co-hosts have epiphanies with stuff like this we you know we call them mic drop moments okay uh, I mean we're notorious for it (laughs) So, hey, I just gave you a mic drop moment. Hey, let's do this. How about this idea? There you go. Yeah, and yes, I do listen to Wookiee Radio. And one thing I just have to mention after last week's episode, I think it was last week's episode, I could not believe (laughs) that neither of them heard of Tales of the Gold Monkey. Oh, my gosh. Steven, Steven, I can understand, but Derek, uh, I mean, he, he's close to our age, so. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure exactly when that series came out, so he may have I mean, been a little too young. I'm not sure if it was the early 80s. Uh, it was right after the, the Raiders, you know, craze. Right. Everyone was digging that type of storytelling. Because I know right when I saw commercials for it, I was like, oh, I'm all over this show. Oh, we watched but, it every week. But yeah, right when you started describing it and you couldn't think of the name right away, I was like at work kind of like trying to contain myself yelling at my phone going, gold monkey, gold monkey. <laughs> but, but yeah, I was like, oh, my goodness. See, yeah, because right when see, you said, of course, the star, you know, got in a little hot water. That's when it clicked for me. I'm like, oh, I know exactly what he's talking about. <laughs> See, that means I've done done my job right as a podcaster. If I get people yelling at their phone. <laughs> yep, there you go. Uh, the show came out and ran from '82 to '83. Okay, yeah, it was early '80s. So, yeah. yeah so between Return and 
I mean, I think it was still riding on the whole idea of um, like Baba Black Sheep. Yeah. Or, or, or Black Sheep Squadron. Yeah. And, um, and, and, and post-war since it takes place on... Or the Flying Tigers type vibe. It's like Flying Tigers for whatever reason was hitting a, a peak around that time. Yeah. But yeah, I was... Uh, and then I just had to... You know, I went up and looked up right after that show. Was on YouTube looking up old clips of the show and whatnot. See, and I... I was, uh, I want to say um, I have a Roku, or we have Rokus in our house. I want to say it may be on the app Fire Rose, F I R E R O S E. Okay. It may it may be there. I don't know. Because huh. I want to say I thought I've seen it myself somewhere. Yeah, the one the one TV we have up in our bedroom, I believe, is a Roku. I will have to check that out. Yeah. So yeah, huh? That'll be cool. Yeah, because I've been, oh, I've been trying to find where I can, you know, find them, but couldn't find them on. Well, I think they're on Prime, but I'm not sure how much they are because they're not on Prime Prime where they're free to view. Right. But yeah, I've been looking for them. And couldn't find him. But I saw the one guy comment on my tweet and said he was doing the same thing. And I told him, I said, well, if you find out where. Yeah. I said, you share it. Yeah. Check, check Roku. Because uh, with Roku, you can do a search and it'll pull up every every app that they that's on Roku. Okay. And, and it'll tell you if you need a subscription or not. Okay. That, yeah, I'm going to have to do that. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, like I said, ever since listening to last week's show and heard you say that, I was, I, I was, I was spending my lunch hour, I'm like looking up the old, you know, TV commercials for it. I was like, wow, this takes me back. But oh, yeah, yeah. Just, just couldn't believe that when, when he, when Derek said, nope, never heard of it. I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I was like, seriously? <laughs> I was like, I could understand, you know, some shows, you know, people not hearing of, but that one? Uh, but that's just me and my <laughs> nerdy, nerdy self. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Nope. I mean, there, there's other TV shows that I, I've thought of that, uh, I'm like, wow, I can't believe I'm actually remembering this, too. Yeah. yeah it, it just happens out of the blue. Like, see, now I forget. Maybe it was, yeah, it was Techno Retro Dads. Because it's usually them that <laughs> mentioned something that I say, oh, my God, I totally forgot about that. I think they were talking about BJ and the Bear the one time. Okay. Well, and I'll, I was like, I'll oh, my on. God. I'll throw another one at you. Uh, there, it was on Saturday mornings on CBS. It was a sci-fi show. Okay. Live action called Arc Two. Arc Two. Ooh. Now I'll probably have to 
You're going to have to look that one up. And when you see it, yeah. you're going to go, okay. Yeah. Yeah, usually there, there are shows like that where someone says the name to me, and I'm like, it sounds kind of familiar, but until I look it up and see an actual image, I'll be like, oh, my God, yes. Yeah. That's like, that was Johnny's Robot for me for the longest time. People all, Johnny's Robot, Johnny's Robot. Then when I looked it up, I was like, oh, my God, yes. I'm not familiar with that one. Um, I think it was... Was it late 70s? It was from, I think it was from either Japan or China. But it was, you know, it was dubbed over in English, obviously. But yeah. Johnny Soko and his flying robot. Yes. But I think we over here, me and my friends, we just refer to it as Johnny's Robot. Well, it, it was live action. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think I I might have seen... I, I might have seen parts of this or some episodes, but never realized what it was. Right. Yeah. It was like... I think I discovered that show because I was into watching Ultraman. Yes. And, and which, someone which, told me about it. Which the new Ultraman series cartoon on Netflix is awesome. I've checked. Yeah, I've been wanting to check that out. I stayed away because I had heard it was going to be uh, subtitled. And <laughs> I started playing it. I'm like, uh, this is English. Sweet. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I loved Ultraman. Yeah. Yeah, I think I was into watching that. My one friend told me, he goes, would you ever see Johnny's Robot? And I'm like, no. And it was like, well, it comes on, like, the station that Ultraman came on around here. Apparently, right. Johnny's Robot came on right after that. And oh, I was wow. like, oh. And I said, I'll just have to keep the TV on then, I guess. <laughs> so I just watched it one day, and I was like, oh, yeah, this is pretty cool, too. But, yeah, that, that was our form of I guess you would say what Power Rangers back then uh maybe yeah Power Rangers yeah, Voltron sort of. yeah sort of but you know, whenever I say all trying to like maybe my oldest nephew who will probably just he, he just looks at me funny right well we and I'm we, like well I guess your dad never showed you that show then well, we we had that uh, that other. It was from Japan called Shogun Warriors. Yeah. Yep. I remember that one. So, I mean, I love Shogun Warriors. Yeah, that was really sweet. Like that. Um, it was also. Yeah, yeah, but it is techno retro dads. I'd say probably ninety percent of the time tell me listening to them and I'm like oh my god how could I forget about forgot about that show or I would actually tweet to them about say hey I think you guys should cover this movie sometime and they would go oh my god we would never we never thought about doing that one so you know you gotta hit, hit their you know memory banks up too cause even yeah. they forget about some stuff oh yeah, I mean, 
I, I, I feel like I'm about to get another uh, another memory loss here. Is my birthday is coming up, and well, in a week from the day we're recording. Huh. So I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm getting older, and yeah. it's it's gonna start hurting. <laughs> well, yeah. it's already hurting because I crap I put my body through back in the day. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yep. Well, as, as we wind down here, I hear you're going to Galaxy's Edge here. I already what, went. Next? Oh, you I already went. went. I went this past Thursday. Yeah. It was this past Thursday. Yeah. Okay. Can you share some details? Um, I like it, you know, what's your review? I overwhelmed, very yeah. emotional. I mean, I I definitely um, um oh man, we I mean we walked through. It was like okay, this is cool, living it, this that and the other. Um, we had. Uh, for previews, they, they gave us three options. Um, I think they did the same thing to pass holders as well. Mm-hmm. You, you got the ride in the land, or the ride the land in the cantina, or the ride the land and build a lightsaber. Which, if you went that route, if you went that route and you honored your reservation, you were committed to buying the lightsaber. Uh, uh, okay. So we so we did the cantina because I just don't have the spare cash right now especially since i had to get a new car two weeks ago um so we did the we did the cantina which was phenomenal um but we went up to the to savi's workshop which is where you build the lightsaber thinking well that was the cantina because that's from the where we were at it's like hey there's people holding menus um come find out well the menu they're holding is you know basically a placard showing where you know the it was like a menu but it's shown you your different choices for lightsabers and and all the various components for whichever one of the four you want to build right it's like, oh, where's the cantina uh it's up the stairs right uh then you're gonna round the corner and go down the next set of stairs okay cool so we start walking up the stairs and then the falcon comes into view Oh man! And I'm like, it's real. Oh my God, it's real. Um, I don't know if your show's a, if this show's a clean show or you don't care about language, um, but I will just say I had a choice word. Yeah. Um, and just kept saying it's real. Yeah. Uh, that's when I think I almost lost it the first time. And I'm like. Oh my God! This this is this is something else. Yeah. Um, we did the cantina. The cantina was great. Um, I I felt like we were at like a Star Wars at, at like a cantina similar to what was on Moss Eisley or Moss Espa or whatever. Right. Um, or or the cantina that you see on court on a Coruscant. During um, Attack of the Clones. Okay. 
because uh, technically that's a cantina too. You know, yeah. The bars are the cantinas. Um, so that type of vibe. And uh, after we did that, we, we went and did photo passes for the Falcon. So so we get our pictures, you know, get the professional pictures with the Falcon. Right. Um, and then I saw V. Uh, I can't remember her last name, but she's the resistance spy. Okay. That hangs around there. We saw her, and uh, she was dealing with other travelers because uh, you're not a you're not a guest, you're not a tourist, you're a traveler. You're <laughs> since you're there from another world. Yeah. That's, um, that's, that's cool. And they uh, so afterwards we started talking to her and. Um, she asked me a couple questions and I had, I had my backstory all set because she talked about, I asked about Wookiee Radio because I was wearing my Wookiee Radio polo. Um, and she, she had the questions about that. Then all of a sudden I asked her, you know, can we get a picture? Oh yeah. Then all of a sudden, right as we were getting ready to take the picture, she ducks behind me. Now all this is taking place is like time has slowed down and taken forever. Right. Uh, and I'm sitting there going, what? So in my mind, I'm like going through that multitask process I have because I have so much crap going on in my mind at once. Um, I'm like, what's going on? And it happened to be looking to my left. And I'm like, stormtroopers. So to me, it's like time had just come to a standstill type moment as I'm processing. But the whole thing is like less than a second. I'm like, stay behind me. I got your back. Right. And I'm, and I'm helping hide her. And I'm like, and I kind of, since I knew a little bit about the character, I, I knew this is, this is the way to go. And it turned into... My wife took a couple more shots of her hiding behind me. And then my wife stood next to me to help create a wall. And, and we keep moving around as the stormtroopers are coming. And, and to see the cast members from over at the entrance to the Falcon, uh, to, to Hangar, to Docking Bay 7, right. for the for Smuggler's Run, um, to see them trying to distract the stormtroopers, to try and allow her to get away even though she was staying to help do the, the meet and greets, um, mm-hmm. a couple more people joined up to form, to help form the wall. And then once they were completely clear and gone, she was right back taking pictures again. It was like, okay, this is cool. This yeah. was fun. We're actually helping hide someone who, who's, who's being that the first order is looking for. I was like, this is cool. That, that sounds awesome. So yeah, that that was hilarious. That, that was that was great. I, I'm, yeah. So to have that, it's like, okay, so uh, can't beat this. It just can't can't beat this. Yeah. Yeah. When I had Kyle on from Tumbling Saber last week, we're you know talking about or I should say dreaming about between the two of us whenever we eventually get to go and I told him I said yeah I said I said I picture myself as 
I said, even though I don't have kids, I said, I picture myself as, I told him about the commercial that they've been running around here for us because he's up, he's up there in Canada. And I said, I'm not sure what ad they're showing up there. I said, but around here, I said, they're showing this father, the mother, and this, you know, preteen girl, I would say between 10 and 12. And I said, they show him walk into the park. And I said, they show him walk up to the Falcon. And uh, I said, the father's just there, awestruck and, you know, dumbfounded. I said, which I would be. Which I was. (laughs) Yeah. And I said, and then they have the young daughter look up at her father and say, I've been waiting my whole life for this. I told Kyle, I said, I'm sorry. I said, I'm not a violent man. I said, but if that was me, that girl would get a backhand to the head. And I said, what do you mean you've been waiting your whole life? I said, I've been waiting my whole life. I said, but, I said, I just think it's kind of funny that they switch it like that, having a young kid saying to the father, I've been waiting my whole life for this. See, I I could potentially see my daughter saying that because, well, one, she never had a chance. That's, yeah. Um, I mean, the day she was born is when... uh, Clone Wars was out. It was season two, and there was an actual new episode that aired the day she was born. So, oh wow, she she likes to rub that in. I got a Star Wars episode on my birthday, <laughs> and we watch it every year. And I'm like, yeah, rub it in, kid. Yeah. Um. And then, uh, but no, she 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 has not had a. Uh, she she never had a chance, so she she was able to. No, she she would be able to with no problem get away with saying I've been waiting my whole life. Yeah. Because she because, and I think if you had a kid, it would be the same way because. Oh yeah. They're sharing the love through you. I I, I done I've been trying to do it to my nephews and nieces, which I think I've successfully done it with my two older nephews because it's almost like ever since Force Awakens came out I've sort of made it a tradition that hey when these sequels come out you know it's going to be since they're coming out in December it's going to be part of your Christmas gift from your aunt and I and we're all going to take you as a big family and it, it was just so cool I mean we even took them to Rogue One, when that came out, because yeah, that came out in December as well. Yep. Yeah, Solo is the only one that came out. Right, that they screwed May. up. <laughs> yeah, I still can't believe they didn't keep well, that. You, well, you you've heard us talk. Uh, if they waited till August or or Labor Day weekend, it would have done. I think it would have done better. Right, but, but they also didn't market it either. Yeah, and they didn't. and how you how you expect to. I mean, the same issue that they did with with John Carter. How do you right. how do you expect a movie to do well if you don't market it? Market it, and you you know you already have us hardcore Star Wars geeks and nerds, but you gotta you know hit the general movie going audience where it's not gonna do well. So I mean. Us diehard fans can only do so much. 
Right. So, but yeah, that that was one that they screwed up. I think they should have kept it in December, but yeah, when I took them to see Rogue One, it was just so cool to have my, well, I would say my second oldest nephew, he was sitting beside on one side of me, his older brother on his side, and I'm sitting next to him, and oh my gosh, when that, when the Vader part came up, I think me and my nephew simultaneously, because right, because you hear the breathing before you see anything right. else. Oh yeah. Si- simultaneously, I think we both like dug our nails in each other's arms. We're wow. like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> and during that whole scene, we were just, yeah. I like to keep it family friendly, so I'm not going to say what the stuff we were saying. <laughs> But, yeah, it was just... And then after it was done, we were just sitting there. Probably our jaws were on the floor going, did we just... Did they just... And I was like, yeah, they just showed Vader how we've been waiting to see Vader for a long time. Yep. And I said, but I wanted more. (laughs) And even the the part when Princess Leia turns around there at the very end. Oh, that that, that hit me so hard. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh my God. Because well, I didn't expect to see her face. Well, originally, you know, we were hearing there'd be no lightsabers in, in Rogue One. Oh, and yeah. Now, all of a sudden, I'm hearing Vader has his lightsaber. I'm like, I, no. Yeah, I was like, and... And At first, it was like, who, who's, who directed her one? Was that J.J.? Was he doing one of his Mr. Box? Yeah, there's no lightsabers. No, that was uh, Gareth Edwards who did it. Yeah, I know, but I was like, you know, J.J.'s the one that was, you know, the big Mystery Box guy. Yeah. You, you know how he did with the whole Star Trek and the Khan thing. Yep. No, Khan's not in this. Khan's not in this. Hey, look, it's Khan. But yeah. Well, that's what for, for, for me, it was, it was the whole... Then I hear all Vader's using his lightsaber. I'm like, all right, this is this is not cool. Then I see the mo- then I see the movie since that whole sequence was kept a secret. Oh yeah. Not realizing, okay, this is you know, all of this was going to be happening. Yeah, we should have known, right? Yeah. Um. But I'm like, okay, yeah. This is acceptable because this is kick ass. Yeah. And uh, it, it was my nephew, the one that pointed out to me. He goes, after the movie was over, we're sitting there as the credits were rolling, talking. He was like, he was like, did you see Vader? He goes, he sliced the one dude in half. Yeah. And I, was, I said, excuse me? And he goes, did you miss that? And I was like, my eyes were going everywhere, dude. I was like, I was trying to catch everything. I said, I must have missed it. He goes, he goes, well, I'm pretty sure. He goes, give it a couple weeks. He goes, it'll be up on YouTube. <laughs> he goes, check it out. He goes, I'm serious. He goes, he picks up one guy up, pins him to the ceiling, and as he's walking past him, he goes, he slices him in half. Yeah. I was like, okay. Yeah. And sure enough, when I went back and watched it, I was like, oh, my God. That was awesome. But, yeah. 
Oh, that, whole, that whole sequence was awesome. Yeah. It's just, I mean, and the way they played that sequence, too, you're coming off an emotional scene yep. of Jen and Cassie and just, you know, dying on the beach. Then you're going up, they got that music playing, and you see Vader's shuttle flying towards the disabled ship, and I was like, oh my God. It, it, you know, I was, Vader was on that ship. Yep. So, yep. Well, I love too how the ships kept, um, were shattering when, uh, when they were trying to go into hyperspace and oh yeah invaders star destroyer shows up like okay. and they just bounce right into it and blow yeah. up yeah that was great yeah i was like well at least some of them got away <laughs> yeah but uh yeah that like uh, that's why that movie's up there is one of my favorite you know disney era star wars films so yeah yeah well I mean, over overall, going back to that er, that question from earlier, I mean, overall, um, Empire's still my top favorite, no matter what. Yeah. Um, but to, to split it up between, like we did, you know, Empire and Rogue One, because it's just so close. Yeah. And I, I just love now that I love... To watch Rogue One, but then I feel like I need to leave myself some time afterwards because after I get done with Rogue One, I feel the need to pop in a new hope. Yeah. Just because I'm like, I need the story to continue. Yep. yep. So, because I know where it's going from there. Oh, yeah. Man, it's a good, it's a good way to go. Yeah. Well, I. I thank you so much, Mike, for coming on. Oh, my pleasure. Cafe tonight and chatting a little Star Wars and other stuff. Um, oh, that's go my ahead pleasure. and yeah, go, go ahead and plug your podcast away and tell people where they can find you on the socials. Uh, since we're just staying with Star Wars, uh, Wookie Radio, uh, you can find us on WookieRadio.net. It's the website. Um, on the social, it's at Wookie Radio, pretty much Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, ever want to send us a topic or shoot us a voicemail or something? Uh, you can always email us a, an audio bite, which we'll play on show, or we'll read your question, comment on air at Wookie at WookieRadio.net. All right. That is sounds awesome. I encourage everyone to go give them a listen. They're a great Star Wars podcast. I've been listening to them for a couple of years now. Love the guys. <clears throat> they really have fun discussions. They, yes, it, they, they give you the Star Wars news, but they also give you the Star Wars news in an entertaining way. Well, I, I think we put a great spin to it, too. I, yeah. I, I hope. Oh, yeah. And, you know, go give them a listen. If they're not already in your pie playlist, they should be. But go give them a listen. You won't be disappointed. That was the Blue Mill Cafe for this week. And as always, until next time, order up.
Thank you for visiting the cafe. We know life is all about passions. Thank you for lending me your ear while I shared all of mine. And remember, blue milk, it does a body good. Humble servant. That won't be necessary. Stop.